Repeat after me. This book of the law shall not depart out of my mouth, but I will meditate therein day and night. I will observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then my way shall be prosperous, and then I will have good success. Tell somebody I'm getting ready to be blessed. You may take your seats. Honor the passageway to honor. It says there in verse number 30 of 1 Samuel chapter 2, Wherefore the Lord God of Israel saith, I said indeed that thy house and the house of thy father should walk before me forever. But now the Lord saith, be it far from me. For them that honor me, I will honor, and they that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. From this topic, from this uh, particular passage, we're really talking about honor. And I've shared with you, our church, uh, that and those who are observing and watching us uh, by way of uh, online internet, uh, that this is a season or time of honor. A time where God has surveyed, he has watched over, he has observed the faithfulness of his people. Amen. I know many times we talk about uh, the trouble that people are in and the problem that people go through and the failure of humanity. But apart from that, God sees the faithfulness of his people. He sees it when no one else is looking. Mm -hmm. He sees it behind closed doors. Yes, he does. He sees it and he's speaking now to a body, to a people, to us, if you will, that this is now a time for honor, a time of favor, course we know that we are in the dispensation of grace favor if you will but this is a time where God turns his face towards us and there is a special acknowledgement now that's being made to his people that this is a season of honor so I declare it unto you again that this is your season this is your time for honor amen amen we don't judge it we don't judge it by the stuff that's around us, what's going on. We don't judge it by uh, things, not doors not opening yet. We don't judge it by that. It's judged by God's observance of the faithfulness of his people. I remember some years ago, oh my God, some years ago, before I, before I moved to Hartford, living in Pennsylvania, I was working for a company, well, a paint company, Glidden Paint. I worked for Glidden Paint, and uh, I was working in the retail part. So I was working in the store, and as I was working in the store, um, you know, I worked. I, I think I worked pretty hard, uh, pretty diligent there uh, for my manager and my coworker. Uh, we worked together, and um, you know, working hard. And I became what they knew in the store as the mixologist. In other words, people would come in for paint. And if it wasn't the right color in the can, back in that day, they didn't have as many color charts as they have today. Back in that day, it wasn't that long ago either, but I'm just saying. 
they didn't have the machines now that they can read the color and then drop the color in, uh, in, you know, into the, the paint can. Back then, we did have color charts, but if a, a customer could not find the color that they were looking for, they would bring me a sample. I would send them home and tell them, bring me a sample. If you got some, if you got some of the paint that's chipping on the wall, just bring me a piece of the paint that's on the wall. You know, and they'd come in, they'd bring me their little samples, you know, or they put some on a stick or put some on a little piece of paper and bring it in. And, I, and, and, and uh, after they brought it in, you know, they would, my manager and my other coworker, they would give it to me because I had this knack for matching colors. So they'd bring it to me, and I'd look at it. I'd have my starting point that I knew how to add. You know, I knew how to add different things neutral. I knew how to add some neutral. I knew how to add some uh, fallow green. You know what I mean? I knew how to add, you know, the different colors. I'd add to it, you know, and I'd take my little hair dry. You know, and then I would watch it dry, you know, and it would dry. And I would take the, what they had and I would match it up, okay? Then I'd write the customer's name on it, put it in my little file. Then when they would come back, they come back and I show them the gallon of paint or the five gallon of paint that I mixed for them. They look at it and they would appreciate it and I would keep them on file so if they would ever need it again, they can come back and just ask for that special color. So they would call me the mixologist there. I'd mix anything. I'd match any color you brought, any color. And, and, and so I worked for a while and then I hit a patch in my life where I went through some trouble. Going through some hardships. I mean, really, really, really going through some turbulent time. I had a turbulent season. This stuff, this trial, going through pain in my heart, pain in my life. You know what I mean? This pain all over the place. Pain going on in my... And, and for a couple of weeks, I was not able to concentrate at work. I was crying every single day. I come to work in the morning. Because the pain was so severe. I come to work in the morning and I not only mixed the paint, but I also did the accounting work in the, in the office. And so I would do that as well. And so every day I come in, I was crying and I could not connect with the work. I couldn't help customers. I couldn't work on the paperwork, doing the financials. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't concentrate because I was broken. My boss would send me home after about an hour, every single day, send me home, because I was just no good. He'd send me home. I'd go get in my car crying all the way home. I would cry all day long, cry all night long. The next day, got up, went to work, couldn't make it, sent me home again. I, this happened for two weeks straight, two weeks straight. And then finally, the Lord had spoken to me. He spoke to me, and he said, my grace is sufficient because I was about to have a mental breakdown. I don't know if anybody have ever been there before. I'm not talking about you feeling you're going to have one or you feel like, no, I'm talking about it's coming on you. I was about to have one. I felt it coming. My whole body started to shut down. It started rising upon me. It started to shut. It came right to my head. And right as it got here and everything started going dark, the Lord spoke to me and said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect. In weakness. When God spoke that to me back in the 80s, it was the early 80s, I didn't know that in 1993 that we would start a church in t that by the name of Grace Worship Center Church. It was Grace Pentecostal Church and we changed it to Grace Worship Center Church. I didn't know that God was using that moment to start the next moment. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that then. I was just kind of going through. 
And so I went to, to work, wasn't crying that day, but I got a phone call from the plant, the main plant. They manufactured Glidden paint. Glidden paint is manufactured in Reading, Pennsylvania. And so the main plant was right there in town. And that's where, you know, the president, the vice president, and all the other officials, that's where their offices were. And then, of course, in the, back in the plant area, they would manufacture and make the paint. But I got a phone call that came in from the plant to my manager in the store. And my manager called me over into his office, and I came in, and he says, you're wanted in a meeting over at the main plant. And he told me who it was. It was the vice president who wanted to speak to me. So I went over there. And I'm, and I'm already not, I haven't been working for two weeks straight sent home, already going through stuff, you know what I mean? Stuff just being lost in my life. I'm just losing stuff in my life, you know what I mean? And so I'm thinking, now they're going to fire me. I ain't been to work for two weeks straight. Now they're going to fire me. I'm not signing off on the paperwork. They know I'm not there. My managers have to do, he's having to do my work. And so now I'm already down, already in pain. And now I'm thinking, now they're getting ready to fire me. I'm thinking, why don't they just give me the pink slip now? Why don't you just tell me you're fired? Let me just go home. Let me just go home. Don't take me through all of that, that stuff. You know, but I go over to the plant. And so when I get there and I go into the office, the secretary has me to sit in a certain room like, just give me the pink slip. You know, I'm just, just give it to me. I'm, I don't feel like all of this, right? So I sit down, I'm waiting. And then, all of a sudden, the VP comes in, and he invites me in his office. Now, the VP is this tall man and uh, uh, has this very low-registered voice, very, very low. And so now I'm going in here with him, and he's talking to me, and he's got this low, commanding voice, and I'm saying, now he's trying to intimidate me. You know, I'm like, just give me the pink slip. Let me go home. Just let me go home. And so I go in there. And when I go in there, he asked me to sit down. And when I sat down, he goes back to his board and he pulls down a map. He pulled it down and on the map on the east coast from Florida, the tip of Florida, all the way to Maine, he has pegs on the map. And he says to me, we, talking about Glenn Paint, we have just acquired the Kmart account. We are now putting Glidden Paint in every Kmart store all over the world, and you have been chosen to be a sales merchandiser. Where do you want to go? He said, where do you want to go? Now, you, you, you got to you got to follow me into the moment now. I'm going through. I have been going through, crying. I got pain in my life, pain in my heart, pain in my soul, stuff hurting, suffering loss in my life. Okay? Almost had a breakdown. Are y'all here? Hadn't been to work. Okay? I get called over there thinking I'm going to lose my job because I'm losing everything else. And he asked me to be a sales merchandiser. And then he says, where do you want to go? In that moment, I cried. 
I began to weep. Wasn't weeping for no new job. Wasn't crying about a new job. It wasn't the job that made me weep. I began to weep because God heard me. Lord have mercy, I feel a little weep coming on now. God heard me. God saw my faithfulness. Lord have mercy. Woo. Even though there was much pain, I had been suffering from things I did not cause. But yet going through. God saw my faith. faith. I never stopped praying, even though it was hard to pray. Sometimes it was just help. Sometimes it was just, Lord, I love you. Sometimes it was, Lord, I thank you for saving me. Sometimes it was, thank you for filling me with the Holy Ghost. Sometimes it was, thank you for another day. Because at night, sometimes I thought I would die and not wake up. You, you got to understand. The pain. Not gonna, I'm not, you don't know, the details aren't important, are not important right now. But the pain. You ever have a paper cut? It was like I had a paper cut type of a pain on my heart. And my heart was bleeding deep. And it would not stop bleeding. I would hold my chest like this. Sometimes it's saying, God, heal me. I never stopped going to church. I never stopped teaching. I was teaching Sunday school. I never stopped teaching. I never stopped serving God. But I was hurting. And God saw my faithfulness. God heard me. So I'm sitting in the chair. I'm crying because God heard me. Watch this. Watch this. And as he heard me and I'm crying, I realized that it was a moment that God was honoring me for my faithfulness. Because honor is not gauged by what you're going through. Honor is gauged by how you go. Now, watch this now. Then I'll get, get back up here and, take, and go somewhere else. Honor is like a seed. God said in verse 30, those that honor me, God says, I will honor them. Okay, watch it. Those that honor me, God says, I will honor them. Those that despise me, I will lightly esteem. God says this, right? It's a principle that giving honor to God yields honor to us. Watch this now. Honor is like a seed. When you honor one, Now, the honor 
is for a day that's coming. I need y'all to follow me. The honor that is bestowed now is the honor that will cause a door to open later. Okay. It's like a seed. I shared with you that a child is generally selfish and that the enemy of the adult, remember that? The enemy of the adult is selfishness. The enemy of an adult is selfishness because selfishness, which is foolishness, is bound in the heart of a child. Are y'all here? When, when you become an adult, you put away, come on, childish things. So as an adult, we have put away foolishness. Because a fool, when you call someone a fool, it's really, you're not calling them stupid, as many would think. A real fool, <laughs> a real fool is one who is nearsighted. In other words, they judge everything based upon the now. Okay? A person who's not a fool is one who's farsighted. In other words, they see in a distance. And they make decisions, watch this, based upon what's coming. It's like wisdom. Wisdom is being able to go high enough, come on, and see far enough. It's a better viewpoint. When you're high enough and you're able to see far enough, you make better decisions. Because you can see beyond the stuff that's right in front. Are you here? A child makes a decision based upon right, what's right there. And the characteristic of decision-making of a child is foolishness. Y'all with me? <clears throat> so now, if foolishness is decision-making that happens now, absent from a far sight, then... <clears throat> When I move away from being a fool, become a mature person, here's what happens now. Everything I do now, I do it with my future in mind. Boy, that was too good. So when I sow a seed now, I have my future in mind. So I cannot eat my seed. If I eat my seed, I have taken away and eliminated my future. Eating my seed now, follow me in this context now. Eating my seed now leaves me a vacant future. It takes away a future. Y'all with me? So watch this now. If I know what to do with the seed, 
Now, come on, I sow it, watch another word, I give it now means that it assures me of a future harvest. So what I do now secures my future. What I give now secures my, y'all hear? Honor is like a seed. If I give it and bestow it now, come on, it has implications in my future. There are doors, come on y'all, that are in my future that are locked, sealed right now. That if I don't know what to do with my now, will remain locked and sealed. But if I know how to give and bestow honor now, then it causes the doors in my future to be. Are y'all here? So now, watch this. The moment in that office with the vice president of Glidden Paint, SCM Glidden. The moment that he pulled down the map showed me the territory from Florida to Maine and said, where do you want to go? It was God saying, you have honored me. And now it's your time to be honored. Come on, come on. But watch, but watch, but watch. If I had not honored God, In that time and in that moment, I would not have met you. No, y'all have to get that. See, me honoring God during my difficult time caused God to honor me. And honor, because it is a seed, secured my future. If I had not honored God, I'm about to cry for real. If I had not honored God, I would not have met you. I would have not had, whoo, I would not have had the pleasure and honor to serve you. I would not have met you, Deke. I would never have met you. You traveled a long way to be in America. I would never have met you. I would never have met you. Because honor, Lord, let me get, let me get going here because I get stuck there. Somebody say honor is a seed. I must give it. Come on, say honor is a seed. I must give it. When I bestow honor, I secure my future. God says, verse 30, I will honor those who honor me. Those who despise me, I will lightly esteem. I shared with you 
that the prophet, the man of God, came, when we start in verse 17, that the man of God came to Eli, the priest. God sent a prophet to Eli, the priest, and told Eli, the priest, your days are numbered. You have honored your sons above me. You have allowed your sons to take my offering, my sacrifice. You have allowed your sons to run havoc of the women, abuse the women who serve in the temple. You let it happen. You didn't say nothing. God told Eli through the man of God that I have established the priesthood through Aaron, of which you have come through as a descendant. Eli, you're a priest. I've established that and I blessed it. He said, but because of this, no more. No more. You have violated the priesthood. And he got told, he says, as of right now, it's ending. He said, no more. No more. No more. I'm not going to let it happen anymore. No more am I going to allow things to just happen. And you expect me to bless it. No. No more. In the scripture earlier, we studied this. and We looked at this last week. That the sons of Eli, their name was Hophni and Phineas. Hophni or Hophni and Phineas. Phineas, however you want to say it. Two sons, they were priests because they were born of Eli. But the Bible says about those guys is that they didn't know God and that they were the sons of Belial. When we look at the term and understand what honor means, it means to esteem highly. Y'all ready? Esteem highly, right? It means to give weight to. Y'all still here with me, right? Okay. It means to... Uh, 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 to assess and to value, add value to. That's what it means, right? And if you're adding value to or to value something, that means that there is a worth associated with it. So then, of course, we have worthy, which talks about the worth. We say worthy is the lamb. We're talking about he's worth it. Why is he worth it? Because of what he's done. Okay? We have assessed what he's done, and now we count him to be worthy. Are you here? The sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, they were the sons of Belial. Even though they were the human sons of Eli, they were actually in nature and in character the sons of Belial. And the term Belial not not only means wicked, but it means more than anything else, worthless. So God makes contrast. As to where honor goes. So now they're worthless. No favor comes upon them. Are y'all with me? If I keep retracting and going back, we find another boy by the name of Samuel in the same script. Okay? He came from a mother who was barren and her name was Hannah, 
The Bible says she wept sore. The priest Eli thought she was, you know, drunk. She said, no, I ain't drunk. I'm just going through right now. I'm going through. Can't have no, no children. I want a man child. I want a boy. Eli blessed him. Said, y'all go home, you know, make out and come back. So they went home, make out, came back, went home, make out, came back. And then one time they came back, she was pregnant. She was expecting because he blessed. Now watch this now. Samuel's mother's name was Hannah. Oh my. Hannah name, Hannah's name means favor. So now Hannah is a favored woman. And she gives birth, favor gives birth to Samuel. Samuel ends up being the favored one amongst the children of Eli. Eli had two natural sons, Hophni and Phinehas, but he also had a spiritual son by the name of Samuel. That's too good. So Samuel had, I'm sorry, Eli had three sons. Now, I'm going to mess with you even further. Let's go back. After now, God had blessed Hannah, opened up her womb. The Bible says she had three and two. Three and two equals, which is the number of? So it seemed like God had a plan. From an obscure place. Let me keep moving because I'll get stuck. So now... Here it is. Let me, let, me get, let me get going here. Here it is. Are y'all with me? Okay. Now. So now, the sons of Eli were the sons of Belial. They were worthless. Okay. Follow me. Watch this, y'all. Go over to um, Proverbs. Um, something. Go to Proverbs. Grandmother used to say something or another. Go to Proverbs uh, something or another. Um, um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, y'all. Maybe I put these on. find it. Okay. Proverbs. Uh, you're trying to hide from me. 26 and verse number one. Proverbs 26 and verse number one. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I want to bring this up. I think it it can go right in here. Proverbs 26 and 1. Look at what it says. As snow in summer. First of all, when was the last time you saw snow in summer? At least here. Have you seen? Okay. Snow doesn't come in the summer, right? So there's no place for snow in the 
Okay. As snow in the summer and as rain in harvest, so honor is not seemly for a fool. Hophni and Phineas does not deserve honor. They are not in the right place for honor to come to them. Y'all here? Go to Matthew chapter number 10. Matthew 10, look at verse number 40. When you have it, say, I have it. Listen to what it says. This is Jesus talking now. He says, he that receiveth you, receiveth who? Me. And he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Okay, y'all follow that? All right, watch it. He says, he that receiveth you, receiveth me. He's talking to his disciples now. Remember, we're talking about honor. Okay? He that receiveth you does what? So now, if you're a disciple, come here. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're a disciple. Okay? She's a disciple. Okay? She's a disciple of Jesus. Okay? Jesus says to her, He says, he that receiveth you, because I want you all to see this. Um, come here, Brother Tim. Okay, Minister Tim is a better representation of Jesus than me. So come on, Brother Tim. Tim Brother, Minister Tim is, a, is, is Jesus for the example, okay? All right. It's Jesus. Okay. You see, I thought Jesus had long flowing hair. Okay, anyway, anyway. Disciple. And Jesus says that he that receives you are actually receiving me. What is he actually saying? Those who honor are really honoring. So if I honor Who am I really honoring? Okay. Now, I need a God. I need somebody to be God. Daniel, come on, be God. Daniel said, whoa. Daniel said, whoa. You think you handle that job? Jim Carrey couldn't handle it, I'll tell you that. Okay. Now, watch this now. Disciple, Jesus God, the Father. Okay, we're talking about Jesus, Son of Man, being manifest in the earth. We already know he God, but he God in the earth, so he manifested as Son of Man. Y'all with me? Okay. So now, Jesus is teaching. He says, he that honor receiveth you or honor you, they're actually receiving and honoring Jesus, me, he says, right? And then he says, And he that receiveth me, 
are actually receiving him that sent me. Now, I know y'all already knew that, but when you see it, So the moment I wash your feet, Belfry, when I wash your feet, Belfry, here's what I'm doing. Yes, I'm honoring you, but I'm actually honoring Jesus, which I'm actually honoring God, the one who sent Jesus. Oh, my God. See, we can, nah, this going directly to God. No, no, you're missing it. You, I, I get what you're saying, you know, but you're trying to cut me out. I, so I, I didn't mean to say it quite like that, but, yeah, but I did. You can't effectively honor God until you honor God's process. How are you going to say you're honoring God and you can't stand me? You can't stand your cousin. You can't stand your brother. You can't stand, come on. You don't even like the deacon. You don't even like the minister. You don't even like your sister or your brother. How you going to honor God and you can't even handle the ones in front of you right now of which God put them there for a reason. God set it up and set you up for a blessing, but you missed it because you're looking at the wrong thing. You're trying to stop someone else from being blessed, not realizing you're stopping yourself from being. Oh, 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 oh. You don't want sister so-and-so to have nothing. But you don't realize God put sister so-and-so right in your path. Front and center. You can't get around her. You can't get under her. You can't fly over her. God put her there for you to be blessed. Because your blessing, oh my God, is tied in the bestowing of honor to her. And the moment you honor her, you're honoring Jesus and you're actually honoring God. And God says, those that honor me, I will. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's how it works. So watch this now. It was never really, when you tell me, no, no, don't give me nothing. It ain't really, really never, never been about me. It has always been about God. So when I bless you, I love you, but it's really about God. I'm not blessing you because you're all of that. I'm blessing you because that's the system that God put in place. Now, I'm not saying you're not worthy to be blessed or to be honored, but I am saying this honor ain't really for you. This is about God. Because when I honor you, I honor Jesus, of which I honor. I mean, you walk past me if you want. You do all that you want. Suck your teeth at me if you want. But don't let me be in the way of your blessing. Don't let me be in the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't let me be in the way of your greatest day of honor. Yeah. 
There's a door that's locked and sealed that's waiting to be opened, but you're the one that's going to have to give. Because the moment you give honor is the moment your door starts to unlock. Hallelujah. That's God's system. Jesus said it. Can I go further? My last couple of seconds. It says now in verse 41. Now 40 was loaded all by itself. But carry the principle with you now. Don't lose the principle. It's established now. Because if you go back, I don't have time, but if you go back, Jesus talks about the criteria for following him, denying yourself. He talks about the criteria. He tells you how to get with him first so that you can qualify for honor. Okay. And so he says now, verse 40, he that receiveth you receives me, and he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Verse 41, he that receiveth a prophet, watch it, in the name of a prophet, come on, shall receive a prophet, come on, you, the day of being upset about what the prophet is receiving is over. Because the moment you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, what's going to happen? You receive a, you don't even have to be a prophet to get a prophet's reward. All you got to do is receive, all you got to do is honor a prophet in the name of a And you're going to receive coming back as a prophet's reward. Are you all here? God set it up. God is balancing the playing field. Come on, there ain't no big eyes and little use. God is evening out the unevenness of what's been happening here in the earth. Come on, God is straightening out and fixing What's wrong here in the earth? And he's using the church as an example because if the church does it, then the world, come on, can embrace what the church is doing. You can't deny results. The only thing the world will do, mother, is they will be appalled and shocked at your success. They're going to try to figure out how did you get it without compromise? How did you get it without selling drugs? How did you do it, come on, without gambling on the horses and going to Ledger and going to Vegas and going, yeah, how did you do it without going to Atlantic City? How did you get it done without running the women? How did you get it done without cheating and stealing? They're going to wonder, how did you do it? You did it honestly because honest people get honor. You do it God's way. You don't have to cheat 
to be promoted. Come on. Promotion don't come from the east or the west or from the south, but it comes from the Lord. He is the one who can take down one and put up another. God knows who is, who is in a place that they shouldn't be. And when it's your turn and your day, God will pull down the one that's in your place or in your position, pull them down and put you right where you belong. Don't worry about how long it takes because no matter how long it takes, it's going to happen in an instant. All of the years that you have had to plow was the stuff that prepared you for your day of promotion. Hallelujah. And once you have prepared yourself and God has assessed you and found you to be faithful, it will happen in an you will get the phone call to come over to the plant. The man will pull down a map. The man will say, we just did something brand new. You have been assigned. You have been elected to be a part of this. Where do you want to go? What do you want? What do you? Yeah, 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 yeah. No longer are you going to have to take what they gave you. You're going to now get what you want. No, y'all missed that. That went over. Come on, come on, come on. It's going to come a day now. It's going to come a day. You have been taking what they gave you because they've been assessing what they thought you were worth. But all along, it wasn't about them that you were giving to. When you honored them, you were honoring Jesus and you were honoring God. And God saw what you were doing. And God will promote you beyond anything that they ever could give you. There are many sitting in president's position now who are getting ready to be removed because God's getting ready to bring you up to the presidency. Can y'all receive that? Executive status is coming your way. Oh, I felt that come out of my heart just now. Executive status is coming your way. And I'm not talking about account executive either. I'm talking about coming up to the top. I'm account executive. I know, I know. I understand that you are the, you are the biggest administrator, but God's going to bring you beyond that and put you at the top. You are going to be the decision maker. Come on, come on. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to shout on that right there. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this is your day. This is your season. This is your hour. This is your moment for honor. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it can't stop. Nobody can stop it. Because the day God says it's your turn, no matter who tries to get in the way, they are in trouble. They will get run over by God. If you don't believe me, ask Hophni and Phineas. God will have it set up when they go out to war and get there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Woo. My, my, my. You wait till I talk about Absalom. Absalom tried to kill his daddy. Because he wanted his daddy's honor. I'll say that again. He wanted his daddy's honor. I said he wanted his daddy's honor. He didn't know that all he had to do was honor his daddy and God will give him a daddy blessing. 
The moment you try to get in the way of God, when God points at you, when you get in the way, when God's trying to do something, God will remove you and raise up the one that he wants. So if anybody tries to get in your way and stop you once God has turned to you, you don't have to fight. God said, I got this. <laughs> God said, I got, I got this. God said, I got this. I got this. I got, they have just stepped in your way when I have called it a day of honor. Absalom on his horse. Come on, Absalom on his horse. He ducks one tree. <laughs> and they start looking back. And he gets home. No matter who devises, I'm not even there, but no matter who devises counsel against you, no weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, you, thou, shall condemn it. Hallelujah. 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 I said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me leave you with this. We'll pick it up from here next week. Let me leave you with this. The Apostle Paul, can get ready to transition now. The Apostle Paul made a statement, a very powerful statement. He says to the Corinthian church, to the believers there, <coughs> that you are an ambassador for Christ. I'm going to leave you with that. Because I need that to rest inside of you now. Because if you are an ambassador, that means you are also a representative of. And if you're an ambassador for or of Christ, you are a representative of Christ. So when you step onto the earth, it's like Christ is stepping again. When God threw you down here, when Christ went back, now he says you are the representation of Christ in the earth. And if they recognize me in the earth, so shall you be recognized in the earth. If they honored you in the earth, so shall they honor him, so shall they honor Christ said, if I had power when I was on the earth, so shall you have. Christ is not of this world. He's from another world, which means he represents another kingdom. If he represents another kingdom, then he not only represents another kingdom, he is the king of the kingdom. So then if I'm an ambassador here on the earth, then I'm a representation of the king of the kingdom. And so if he's a king, then I'm a king. Then if, if I pray, let your kingdom come, then that means that a king has to come too. 
Okay, that's next week. Y'all received that? Give God a good hand clap of praise.